Welcome back to the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast here on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. I think that's all of them. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, really, really awesome interview I have with a country artist. Don't usually have country artists on, on here, but like I said, anything goes, any kind of genre, and that's certainly what we're doing here today. And it is with Jamie Lynn Wilson. She released an awesome album this year, Jumping Over Rocks. It has some great, great songs on it. We'll, we touch on all of those and much more. Really, really excited to have her on the show. It's an awesome interview. You guys are going to love this one. But first, word from our sponsor, Believe the Hype, selling the latest sneakers. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Believe Hype Shop. You can find those links in the description to purchase some sneakers. With that, let's jump right into this interview with Jamie Lynn Wilson. So you ready to jump right yeah. into this? Yeah. All right, so just what was the process like behind your uh, your album this year, Jumping Over Rocks? Well, it's it was kind of just something that, that ended up coming together. I had put out a record in 2015 uh, that was kind of my first uh, solo project. Um, and then I hadn't really given much thought to what happens next uh, with regards, you know, other than touring or playing shows and stuff. I hadn't really thought ahead. And I wasn't writing or anything because also I had a baby, another, like I had a baby in 2014 while I was making that other record. So I was, you know, that was my third, and it's hard to sit down and write anything, be creative um, at all. So I wasn't really worried about it very much. And then um, all of a sudden I wrote a song for the first time in, I don't know, six or eight months probably, maybe longer than that. And um, that song was If I Told You, which is the last track on this um, Jumping Over Rocks. And immediately after I wrote that song, I went, oh, well, now I have to make another record. Okay, cool. <laughs> and and all of a sudden, the wheels were turning um, for, for what became this record. And also, in my mind, I had kind of set a bar, like set a standard for the, for the song, because I really like If I Told You. And so I started writing songs and going, if it's not better than this one, then I'm not and it's not going on there. If it's not at least as good or better, then it's out, you know? Um, so at some point I had maybe five or six, <laughs> and then I went, all right, now I need a deadline, and I'm set myself up, a, and I set up studio time. So um, I don't know. I just, after that, everything just kind of, the process actually was fairly easy. You know what I'm getting at? It's like just one thing, then another. And then all of a sudden, I had all of the songs, and the rest of the songs came during the recording process. Two of them, actually, I finished during studio time. Um, and and then, you know, four days later, I had a record. Wow. I mean, yeah, it sounds like a pretty... I mean, when I listen to, to that process, it doesn't sound like it was really forced or anything. It was just kind of a natural... It was not at all. It was not, it was not forced, and that's what was pretty cool even though I did set myself a studio time before I had all the songs written uh that kind of a deadline is a little bit of you know seems like I'm forcing it but when I kind of just trusted it instead I went all right it'll happen or I'll record eight songs and then we'll see what happens (laughs) you know 
Yeah, I mean, and looking so, and like looking at this track listing, you know, ten songs, a runtime of forty minutes. It's an album where it definitely, you know, definitely does not fall on the long side, but it has that that nice length. I usually like to say for albums where it's you you don't get done be wanting too much more, but you don't get done and saying, "Wow, that was a, that was too long" or anything. Right, and you know, I've listened to and I have made long records before, and and I could have added another song on this one. We actually did record eleven songs, and and so there's there's a track that didn't get get that didn't get put on the record. Um, we'll probably release it at the beginning of the year or something, but it just didn't fit the narrative of the record. And I thought rather than putting another song on there that that might feel out of place, I would rather just have ten that feel nice and cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was. I think that that was fine. I think it worked out. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like, yeah, you're definitely like at peace with that kind of decision. That uh, that decision, I think yeah. a lot of times for some artists, it might be difficult to, you know, cut down on tracks. But for you, it's like, these are the, these are the best 10. These are the 10 that I wrote that I want on this record. And here's my best right. work. Right. And I have a, and I have a thing with, um, that I think probably a lot of artists do too, but like, I want the songs to feel like their unit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be... You know, and and like for example, one of the songs that I, well, two songs that I finished writing during the recording process were uh, "In a Wink," which is about my daughter, and um, "Death and Life," which is about my family, and kind of, I mean, ended up being the title track of the record. Um, but those two songs in particular, if I didn't have them, then it wouldn't, then the whole record wouldn't have tied together in my mind I was like I have to finish these two in order to connect all of the dots like these dots are here and they need to all be together and um that these two songs kind of tie the tie the album back to me you know because those are both very personal songs um so they were kind of a bridge there (laughs) and I think I I think I would my my brain works weird sometimes (laughs) And I, uh, yeah, but I'm, I think I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I read something, a description of this, how your album cut, touches on universal themes, but they remain specific and personal. And I think these two songs are two very good examples of that, where there's, this, there's that personal touch, but still presented in a way that a lot of the audience can then relate to it and maybe apply to their own lives. Right. Well, I hope that that happens. And, and I used to be really afraid of, um, whenever I first started, I was afraid of, writing too personal like writing from two personal point of view and because that you know you get very specific and and you know your words and descriptions of things like i'll go in there and completely be like this is about one event that happened on this day and it looked like this and it was exactly like this and i'll describe it and think nobody's going to relate to that because it only happened to me this one time and and those are always the songs that end up resonating with people the most. And, you know, I think that it's just because people like that, you know, I don't know. I, I, that happens to me, too. I listen to songs. Like, I've, there's a song right now that's out um, that off of Roseanne Cash's new record, and it is about her husband, very specifically, 
like traveling with him and writing songs with him and playing songs with him, talking about his Telecaster, talking about the style of style of guitar that he plays, like, and I love it because I feel like it's her being vulnerable, and and for some reason it's my favorite one, you know, even though it has nothing to do with me or you know anything that I would do. I think, I, yeah, I think most people, like you said, most people would agree with that, that the feeling that ju- even though artists maybe, you know, doesn't, every single lyric doesn't exactly apply to, to the listener's life, it, it still has this general theme of just being open, and a lot of times you look towards music for that openness, for that vulnerability in a track. Sorry, I had to mute you for a second, but yes, <laughs> I think that that's true, and um yeah, I mean, I hope so. I think that that's why people lean to music anyway, is just to feel like you are a, um, a part of, I don't know, something else for a second also, you know? A little bit of escapism is there um, as well. But definitely, you're my baby. He woke up. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's fine. I want to... One song you already touched on a little bit, but I want to you know kind of draw us back to there is is death in life, a song that you know definitely has that that personal touch to it. And I read somewhere that it was a song that took you almost that took you years to write. What was it about this track in uh, in particular that that was it involved such a long process? Well, that song, um, yeah, years, and it it just it was one of those things where. I knew that there was a song that needed to be written about I knew the subject matter and I and I saw the situation going down like there were a couple there's two different um instances there where I thought where I thought okay well this is a song and this is a song and and it's not like I tried to sit down and start writing them I just knew that they were there so I was letting the ideas kind of um, form for a long time until I until I tried. But but the first one was in 2012, which I guess is six years ago. Um, my husband's father passed away, and he knew he knew he had cancer. He was he knew his son, and so he asked my husband to build him a coffin. So that in itself is super heavy. You know, well, then on the day that he died, Roy did that. Like we all went home and then Roy went to the lumber store and got a bunch of pine and started building his dad a coffin. And, and I was watching this happen, knowing my husband and knowing that he, that's the way that he works through, you know, stress. That's the way that he grieves That is to work with his hands. He needs to be busy. He needs to be doing something. And and so later I told him, I was like, you know, your dad was really smart and he and he gave you a job, you know, to help you through that. And and so, you know, that in itself, like it's not only a song, that's a movie. Like that's a you know, that's just a thing. But it's a moment in in their lives and in in my life. And then a couple years after that happened, Roy and I had a son and that son was born on on Tommy's birthday, on his dad's birthday. So that whole verse is completely true, step by step, line by line. Um, and we named our son after his grandfather, Thomas Roy. 
And um, so that in itself, I was trying to go, this is a song that needs to be written. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to give it justice. I need to, something that's that heavy and that deep deserves a really great song. So the pressure in itself made me not do it. It made me go, nope, I'm not brave enough to tackle that right now. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I have the chops to tackle that. And I kind of brought it up to a couple other people as co-writes, you know, people that I knew would be able to help me kind of bring it home, and, and nobody bit because they were afraid of it too. And uh, so I just let it sit there for a little bit. And then, and then the, the other part that ended up completing, completing it was that uh, there's a widow across the street who lost her husband and then three years later still hadn't bought him a gravestone and and I thought that's a song in itself too you know the permanence and she wasn't really ready to accept to accept that and then one day I just thought that's the same song like they're the same song just you know dealing with how we go on how our life goes on after after somebody else leaves and you know life after death not in the eternal sense but in the mortal sense and um and then watching you know watching my my son grow up with his grandfather's name acts just like him looks like him i mean it's just you see you see family resemblances you know souls move in circles and and the and traits keep coming you know from like wow he acts just like my brother did whenever he was little like just so just a circle you know the whole circle of life nothing big just life <laughs> mm-hmm. in general um but yeah that's that's the long answer as to why that song took so long is just because it's so heavy it's it was really hard to um to write and then there and at the end at the what is it the 13th hour or whatever it is <laughs> we um i wrapped it up in the hotel room well i mean the I, last verse yeah i mean i listening to that story it's incredible how you know just all the true elements of that and i think i would say you did do that song justice just, just as a listener it's a very you definitely get that feel that that heavy feeling conveyed to you when you listen to that song so i would say that's a well done very well done track well thank you thank you and just listening to how you know how that song came together it kind of ties back to the whole album how you said it was just this natural this natural process nothing really too forced like yeah you finished it in the hotel room you know during recording but even then you're not describing it as a, as it was a mad dash to finish the song it was almost a now it can finally come to an end after this long life of deciding when to write it writing it and then finally writing it and then recording it and i think that just kind of plays right. out wh- over your entire album it's that Yes, there were a couple of years between your first one and now this one, but those years were, were well needed and well used to craft a, a solid sec a very good second album. Well, thank you. Yeah, they I did need them. I needed those years and I needed to I mean, I've tried to do the thing where you sit down and write every day and you know, a lot of writers do that. They sit and they write and see what happens and and I need to write a song every day or I need to write two songs a week or whatever it is. And all that does to me is make me think I'm not very good because I write them and then they're not very good. So like it just, it's just discouraging. So I would rather just not, 
and and just go you know what whenever whenever I do find something that I want to write about it will come and whenever I need to do it it will happen and I'll be fine you know I mean I, I can sit down sometimes and go all right I've got two hours of nothing to do let's see let's see what cool words I can come up with or what see you know I'll do that every now and then it's not like I don't practice or anything because I do to try and stay sharp but but I don't I definitely definitely learned that for my personality type forcing it is not the way to go <laughs> yeah I guess it all depends on how yeah you know, how exactly you are as a writer so it's it's you know you definitely found definitely found your own right right way to do things right yeah so right now, you know, you mentioned you have a gig in a couple of days. You have you've been you've been on tour. You have a little you have some uh, more dates heading into the new year. Uh, I just kind of want to know going into 2019 now, wrapping 2018 up with these shows. Just where is your mindset at after releasing this album? Well, I'm tired, <laughs> but <laughs> but I think that's uh, because I've been really busy. Yeah, it's been great, and this record has um, has been very encouraging for me. And, um, because it's, you know, people are really latching onto it and I think that that's really cool. And, and they're coming to shows and they know the words already when they come to shows and it's only been out, you know, a month and some change. So, so all of that is really, really encouraging and I'm, I'm getting better gigs and I'm, and I'm getting, um, offers to come and do things with people that I, you know, wasn't sure that I'd be able to before and um so yeah i've got some some shows left in december i've got a couple this weekend and then um and then after christmas like i'll take off through a week after christmas and then after that i'll go back out with american aquarium again and uh into january through some festivals and i don't know we're planning out next year right now so i'll see what happens but i'm gonna I'm really looking forward to it. I'm I'm hoping to be able to kind of get into some venues that um, I've only been able to open shows so far. I think I'm going to try to see if I can get in there by myself. Um, take that little m- one more step forward um, and just keep going because that's, I don't know, so far that's been my career path is just, and my whole family path and my <laughs> my life path, I guess, to just put one foot in front of the other until you get somewhere and um, just don't stop going. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. Well, thank you so much yeah. for doing this interview. I, I really loved the album. I loved talking with you today. And just thank you for making this all making this all work and finally uh, able, to, able to do this. Thank you. Well, thank you for, um, thank you for wanting to. And thanks for liking the record. I, appreciate it and I really do appreciate all the support and um every single little bit helps and I'm just glad to be able to um keep going well good luck with your show coming up hope that voice is sounding sounding great it didn't sound too bad over the phone so hope you'll be able to be all good for your gigs coming up I have faith that I'm not going to worry about it and it will work (laughs) exactly it will work what I need to (laughs) and as always a big thank you 
to Jamie for coming on to the show. Really, really fun to have her on. Really love talking with her. Check out Jumping Over Rocks. It's an awesome, awesome album. Even if you're not the biggest country fan, I don't listen to too much country music, just a little bit here and there, and I still really love the project. So definitely, definitely check it out. Also, if you can, check out to see if her tour dates are coming to a city or a bar or a spot or wherever near you. I'll have links to all her stuff down in the description, so check that out as well. Also, if you want to know when the latest podcasts or anything else are coming out, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JacksonNeil20 for all those announcements, bonus content, links, all that great stuff. Like I said, links down in the description to that as well. Got a really cool uh, last podcast, excuse me, coming out before uh, 2019. So stay tuned for that. I'll be announcing that in the coming days. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you all next time.